Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman and our special guest, John Bloom. Boomer's in the house, that was a lot louder than I, just, I thought it I was. I just saw it, so I was like, oh, I got to <laughs> expecting. I got to shake that. <laughs> you can never have too much cowbell, you know. You cannot. Boomer, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well. It's great to be here with you guys. It's great to talk Suns basketball. That means it's a certain time of year that I look forward to every year. And this year, uh, maybe as much as any, um, probably for a combination of reasons. But uh, I think the first and foremost, and you can all feel me on this, the off season was a little longer than we all thought yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, I'm, I'm definitely ready to just put that in, in the rear view mirror and move on for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've got some really great burning questions to answer today. But before we get into all of those, Bloomer, we've got you here. So I have to ask your thoughts on just all the craziness that was this week of Suns training camp. There's drama and emotions running high of course jake crowder not wanting to be with the team anymore the whole da money thing where are you feeling as far as all of this stuff i mean i think i'm going to go back to what we just talked about putting putting things behind you my hope is that this week was for that like this week was for putting all the trash out you know right now in my neighborhood everybody's got their big piles of, of bulk trash on the street it looks like just pile after pile that's kind of a good analogy for what this week has been like for the Suns. and it's unfortunate because you're talking about a team that's coming off 64 wins right we've all forgotten that number because of the way it ended uh, it's understandable that that is the taste that's stuck in our mouths more than the great tasting regular season. It's that bitter tasting second round playoff loss to the to the Mavericks. So uh, now that we get to media day, then you're talking about some pretty big emotional topics. Mm-hmm. The first and for- foremost ownership. And I know we don't need to get into it because I know you guys are sick of talking about it. I don't really want to talk about it either. So uh, <laughs> moving on to the next one. Uh, Jay Crowder not showing up was a bit of a surprise to me. You know, not when it started to come out rumor-wise over the course of the last week or so, 
But uh, the fact that he just got to that point of disappointment where I'm just drawing this line, I'm not even coming, yeah. uh, means that you know his days are probably over as a, as a member of the Phoenix Suns. I guess we can't completely write it off because we've seen uh, evidence uh, that a player could say it's either me or the coach or the GM and all the ushers, and yet he's back with the team. Uh, and so is the GM and the, and the coach over in Brooklyn. So maybe they could patch it up here with Jay. I don't know. Uh, but that one's tough because of what he's meant to this team and this group the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go to uh, DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. That of all these other things we're talking about is the least of my worries. And okay. uh, the reason that's the least of my worries is because I don't think DeAndre really has a grudge with Monty. I think if DeAndre is carrying a grudge, it's maybe with how the things went with the contract uh, and that he didn't feel like he was getting the love that he maybe thought he deserved through that process. But hopefully that's all behind him too. He looks like he's focused, ready to play. He's in great shape. And those are the main things to me. Sorry, I was trying to get our our, our intern over here, uh, David, to look at his phone because I'm trying to get your attention. <laughs> look at your phone, David. Look at your phone. Breaking news or something? <laughs> no, okay, I was I actually had a prop I was going to pull out right now, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it. it. It's the theme of the offseason to me is the bigger, the bigger story and the way that it all went down like you just pointed to, was basically, um, you know, obviously the KD stuff and the DA stuff, but more importantly, uh, the, the message and the theme, I think we can just go ahead and rival with the, for the rest of the season right here is uh, <laughs> right there. I mean, let's go. I heard like, you're going to wear it, I, right? I mean, Hey, by the way, uh, you signed this, Jay. Just uh, right there. You signed it. Just, you know, just so make sure you know. So it's Thank endorsed. You. It's endorsed by the man himself. There you go. And so. it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, right, guys? I mean, I, 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 th- I watch – the NBA Today shows and, and your, your shows, podcasts, this is how I prepare, obviously, for the season. Reading magazines, but those things were printed weeks and weeks ago, so it's not timely. But from a standpoint of the chatter about what could happen with Jay Crowder, it's interesting because he kind of shot down his own value with yeah. coming out the way he yeah. did and deciding to hold out. Um, but at the same time, the guy is still a pretty darn good basketball player who can mean a lot to a good basketball team. It has to be the right team, though. And that's mm-hmm. to your point. Like, he completely screwed himself, and I don't think he realized that. Now, in t- instead of talking about teams like the Heat or the Grizzlies or whatever, now you know you're you know you're not going to get equal value or even close, maybe in some circumstances, especially with a championship level contender that he wants to go to. So now you're looking at a team like you got to pivot and you got to look at the team, uh, teams like the Pacers or the Kings or the Pistons to try and get somewhat of a close value in in return for him. And uh, he, I mean, listen, man, I have no problem shipping Jay off to Siberia right now. So here we go. <laughs> and that's going to suck for him. Here. No, there's yeah, no I'm, not, you I'm know, never going to forget the way he just handled this. Like it was so it's so ticky tacky for a veteran like that. Like mm-hmm. be better than that. Just be better than that. It'll also be a tough pill to swallow if he ends up on a team that is nowhere remotely close to making the playoffs because he has been a part of the playoffs for the last handful of seasons He's going to miss out on that. And when that time comes, if it does, that's going to be a real slap to the face yeah. of like, shoot, maybe I played this completely wrong. Yeah, there could be a, a new yacht in his future named Regret. You might, mm-hmm. might want to call it Regret uh, <laughs> when, when he watches what this basketball team's about ready to do without him. At least uh, what a lot of us think they can do without him. I thought when you were going to your phones that maybe like two teams swapped benches again. Like the oh, Rock- yeah. was it the Rockets and the Thunder? Would they just trade their yeah. second teams yesterday? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. 
at all. So people say there's never trades in September and October, and we just basically had a 10-player yeah. trade. So maybe there will be uh, something in the making for James Jones. I know he's going to take his time with this, mm -hmm. and uh, I still have the utmost confidence in him and, and how he's created what we're watching here. Um, you know, I guess I could just make it as clear as day for you, Saul. Does PHNX exist if James Jones isn't the general manager of the Phoenix Suns? Oh, man. Ooh. You know what? I'm, That's I'm, a burning I, I, question. I, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say um, I, I think so, but we definitely would not have had the hit that we had uh, last year um, and in our growth, especially. Right. You know, and I, it, let's be real. The Suns going to the finals. Um, and our, our sister company being from Denver and how bitter they were about the fact that the Suns were better than the Nuggets and still are, um, <laughs> they, they were thirsty. They were thirsty for something better than them. And so, yeah, the logical next step was to come to Phoenix. So, yeah. Yeah, and it expediated the process. Exactly. Maybe we give exactly. him a little bit of an assist with what yeah, he's done yeah. to build this. But it's not just him. Uh, I mean, he's got a great staff. Uh, Lindsay, I know you got to know some of the folks that work mm -hmm. over there, too. Uh, and then, of course, the coaches. And we got to uh, talk about that and what they've been able to do. I'm pretty excited that there's been continuity on Monty's staff. I thought maybe there'd be a poaching or two mm -hmm. of a couple guys that are right below him, like Kevin Young, who I know had a pretty serious interview with the Utah Jazz. And I got to know him pretty well this last year because he did a lot of the pregame interviews with me when Monty was doing national stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it's just poised to be another great season, even though there's this kind of cloud we're waiting to leave like monsoon season at the end of the summer in Phoenix. That's what it feels like to me. It's just going to move its way out, and we're going to have sunny skies for the next six to eight you, months. You threw me a burning question. I'm going to throw one back at you. Uh -oh. Are we playing 2K23 before every game still? Hmm. Okay, so I did want to those, talk about for this. For those of you don't, that, that don't know, yeah. Yeah, so so I would come into the media room uh, often, and Bloomer would be over there on, on the Switch mm -hmm. playing 2K, um, simulating or trying to play the game that was going to happen that night. Of course the Suns would win every game. <laughs> no, but, I'm, I'm no good. That's the problem. I need tips. <laughs> I need 2K, like, tutoring. Hopefully there's somebody out there because I still can't shoot threes, and I don't know what it is. I've tried all the different settings, and I can't shoot threes, even with D-Buck. It's ridiculous. It's like a crime. But anyway, uh, I do play it, just not uh, in the way that I was doing it at that point. Okay. At that point, it was still a struggle bus that we were on. Yeah. So I was trying to, like, you know, do something to engage with fans that wasn't necessarily about the success of the basketball yeah. team so i was simulating games and i started like a fake twitter account with yeah. it and we were keeping the stats and whatnot moved on from that but what i love about 2k and i honestly still do this is i use it to prep for my games when i'm calling games you can great. learn a lot from it it's great to learn the other rosters mm -hmm. to see what you know maybe even some of the plays that they run on 2k are yeah. similar to yeah. the to how the other teams operate because it's that lifelike uh, uh, kudos to the uh creators of 2k if you watch yeah. phnx and this podcast thank you for <laughs> creating such a great uh, realistic way to prepare and enjoy basketball yeah i mean days. listen th those were some dark days those 19 they that 19 really win were. season when i was walking in i was like i you know the only other thing you could have done was drink or take ogs before the game <laughs> to try and forget what you were about to watch because it was not pretty i don't think ogs was legal back but, then that's true that's true <laughs> uh but we've come a long way since we then have, and but we absolutely could have used some ogs back <laughs> in the day <laughs> Hopefully we won't need it this year, but just in case you're planning for the worst, because I know that's a, that's a trauma response. I still find myself doing it. We're going to talk predictions here in a little bit. And as I was thinking about this last night, I'm like, I have always erred on the side of caution with predictions and gone lower than what I would like actually feel, because I would rather be 
like prepared for disappointment than completely disappointed. The reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but if you want to pick up some OGs, just in case you're like a doomsday prepper or whatever, highly recommend you do that. Also, they just launched a brand new sleep edition gummy, which is a game changer. This is a two to one THC CBN ratio gummy, which CBN is the compound that helps you with falling and staying asleep. So it's really good if you just need some quality rest in your life, just a, a night where you can sleep things off and wake up refreshed the next day. You can check them out online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. Or you can find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, we also have a super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you for your super chat. Said, you guys need to relax. All caps. The team just got back from the former owner drama and are understandably conflicted with it being how they stand for him. We'll be fine. Too talented to bottom out. Uh, not I, former not sure. owner yet. Yeah. Still, still the owner. Like he's just suspended for a year and he's, but he still owns the team. Like he's not gone. And, right. you know, EJ and I were actually talking about this earlier is just about how this is a process. Like this is going to be a process. This isn't something that all because, all because he said he's going to sell the team doesn't mean that it just magically happens the next day or the next week or the next month. This could take a year. Like mm -hmm. you just don't know. So, um, and you just never know what could happen in between now and then. Hell, I, I mean, it's Robert Sarver. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. I mean, like, okay, so then we're all the way back to square one. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I think there might be a, a just enough pressure where that's not going to happen. Yeah, There's too much yeah. outside pressure now, in my opinion, to where I don't think he's going to change. And it might be inside pressure at this point, too, from his own yeah. uh, people closest to him, his family. Yeah, true, uh, so true. who knows? But in the end, hopefully this stuff happens in yeah. the way it's supposed to happen. And it's not a distraction for the basketball team. I happen to think it's not going to be because no, even if it so. takes a while for Robert to sell the team, he's not allowed to have any interaction with the team, with any of us at all, uh, because he's suspended. So yeah. even through this process – with him selling, he's not like interacting with Monty and James and the staffs and any of yeah. that. There's no but even then, involvement. Players are so compartmentalized that they don't they don't really they can block that out they and they could just they focus on us. yeah they they've done it they've done it uh, you know dozens of times so I'm not so worried about that either. Also, just a a little nugget from what I'm hearing from my little birdies. Apparently, word on the street is that Robert plans on selling. Uh, the entire team, not just the portion that he owns. So keep an eye out for that. Oh. Maybe that'll actually come out officially at some point in time. That's what I'm hearing That's behind the scenes. That is interesting. Okay. Should we get into some burning questions? Let's do Let's it. dive right in. Let's Our first go. burning question of the day. What's your hot take for this season? Ooh. Me first. You first. All right. Guess um, first. My hot take is that uh, I think Landry Shamit is going to go from <laughs> Saul's outhouse to Saul's penthouse. Oh, man. I think Landry Shamit is poised You're to be. You're the second person today that I've heard say that. I, I Honestly, you know, here's the reason I, I think this. Because when I watch players and I evaluate guys, I, I do it uh, from a few different standpoints. I do it, obviously, their gameplay. That's the first and foremost thing for me. How do you play during the games? Because – that's what you're really paid for. But then it's also your prep and what you're doing, getting ready for games and, and all that stuff to me. Then how you're just handling yourself in public and with people like me, the randoms, the others, as we are, the radio broadcasters on the road with the team. 
all those things factor into how I'm evaluating guys. And I'm not judging them. It's a difference, right, between judging and evaluating. I'm trying to teach my daughters this. But it's, you know, I'm looking at them so that I can kind of gauge what to expect. Mm -hmm. From my standpoint, Landry Shamit last season was a massive disappointment. Yes. Okay? Yes. That's fair. I expected a lot more from him. Mm -hmm. Now learning about some of the things that have hit him personally, uh, a fascinating story, which I know you guys may have touched on, uh, but the fact that he's now connected with his biological father and he's connected with siblings he never knew he had. This is a major thing to go through as a grown man. I never had to go through anything like it, but I can imagine, only imagine, that when you're distracted in some facet off the court, it's hard to just get on the court and lose it all. And Especially when it's such a personal, huge, life-altering type of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about a disagreement with a significant other that you can just put aside for a day. We're talking about literally life-changing type of an event. I get that, but, bro. No, I'm not, I'm not, let, me, let me couch okay, I'm not okay, trying okay. to tell all you right. Landry's going to be all NBA and get into the All-Star game and all that. You. I just think at the end of the season, when we look back at like guys that contributed to this championship-winning team, you hear that? Landry Shamit's <laughs> going to be one of those guys, and you're going to find yourself surprised that you're putting him as high on the list as you are. I'm not all saying right, it's going to be right. six or seven or whatever number he's going to come in, but I think based on what we saw last year and based on what my expectations are for him this year, that's why I'm, that's my hot take. I, I that, hot yeah, that, that is I high. It. That is high. I mean, the bar is the floor for him, but yeah, okay. <laughs> um, what you got, so, so, What's your hot take? Uh, my, I'm actually, uh, you know. If, like I said, you're the second person to say Shamit. I actually think my hot take is um, there is going to be uh, somebody, a sleeper, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to say Dwayne Washington is going to be the backup okay. point guard by the end of the season. Okay. Oh, I like that. That's, that's how much I believe in that guy. I like his skill set. I think he's got the, the swag um, to be able to, to carry uh, himself, much like Campaign did in the bubble. Um, he just he gives me those vibes right now. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen how he's gelled with this team. I don't know how this is going to go. I could be wrong when I see the first game or the first semblance of a game on Sunday. But um, I like Dwayne Washington. I think he does it on both ends of the floor. And I think he can con control himself and command the offense enough to be able to get everybody involved the way I, I envision it happening this year. And we talked yesterday about D.A., uh, Mikhail and Cam all needing more minutes. Well, not really Mikhail, but uh, DA and Cam needing more women, uh, minutes. And uh, if that should happen, they can stagger that starting lineup instead of having to go five in, five out on the bench. Um, they can stagger that that starting lineup with the bench, and Dwayne Washington could be a pivotal part of that. Unless, you know, Monty decides to Aaron Holiday him, and then we never see him on the floor when we absolutely need him the most. Let's so, hope not. Who knows? Let's not. Let's hope not. I heard somebody call him a poor man, Jordan Clarkson, and I think if he can be kind of that role for the Suns, uh, you know, heated up off the bench, I, I – think you're right he can play some point guard too but i kind of envision him hitting some corner threes sure. attacking the basket a little bit because he's Re replacing, got that slashing replacing landry shaman yes. <laughs> yes well we'll see we'll see but i do think that you're right and the stagger i think is coming because of a number of factors one dario charge yes i think monty wants him with the ones a fair amount right he wants him to be that connector he talks about that'll, dario that'll, go, being. that'll go over well with da <laughs> <laughs> well no da is going to be out there with dario okay, okay, i, I see right. that happening too and then Maybe Cam's playing back with the twos a little bit, even though he's getting the start. Uh, but I have no idea. I'm not paid to do the, the rotations or anything like that. Uh, but I think it's fascinating with this team because I think one thing we're looking at a lot is the starting five. 
people love to pay attention to the starting five. Yeah, they do. But uh, the winning team in the end of the season with the NBA, usually you look at it and you say, wow, the depth came up big for that team over the course of a season. So I think it's going to be key for this team, too. Sweet. My hot take is I don't think the bench is going to be as trash as we're all concerned that it's going to be. Have I you- just have, I have faith. But it's not going to be as bad you know, as we all anticipated. Lindsay is the queen of faith. I gotta have faith, you guys. <laughs> I gotta have faith. faith. Also, I really like Mike B's hot take. Um, the positive one, and anyway, said Cam Johnson gets All Star votes and wins the three point contest. That would be super. I fun. mean, if he doesn't get into the three point contest this year, last year was a huge. That was ridiculous. That was a huge disappointment. Like, yeah, he's got to one hundred percent. Okay, next burning question: How many regular season wins? You know what? Another hot take could have been what. <laughs> is that by January 15th there will be a starter that's not on this team and KD will that's be what it, That's what Mike B's mm. sad one was and I, I didn't want to go there. Was so that's why was I, I, I mean, it. I'm not ready to bury that either <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. based on what I'm hearing, but I'm not ready to Listen, go Listen, James Jones, what I was going to say before was James Jones is very methodical. You can tell that during his tenure here. He's 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 very – he wants to make sure that the, the move that he's about to make is well thought out. Um, I mean – I mean, you could have nine months to think about a move and then finally execute it in January, I guess. So Exactly. And, and well, now you ha- you're forced to have these next few months to think about what you're going to do. <laughs> and you're basically just evaluating your own team and all the other teams, which you do on the regular. But now maybe you're doing it with a few extra plays in your pocket uh, mm-hmm. if you need them. All right. So regular season wins. So at the NBA Central today posted this on Twitter. It's ESPN's stat-based win projections for the West. They've got Phoenix at 49. What say wow. you guys? Wow. I mean, 49 feels low. I think so. Um, it, it actually feels low for all those teams. Yeah. I mean, you tell me the Clippers aren't going to win more than 43 games this year with Kawhi and PG and and from what we've heard, a rejuvenated John Wall. So this uh, isn't Vegas. This is stat-based that ESPN's putting out. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, and for those of you who don't know about John Wall, by the way, um, you need to go research his story because my man's been through the grinder. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea until I, I saw I came across it this past week and I was like, oh, man. So he's been through a lot. I expect him to kind of bounce back a little bit, too. I don't think he's going to be near the difference maker that he used to be. But um, the Suns at 49. Now, I, my take is that the Suns are going to have 56 wins. 56 is my 56? is my target okay. for them this year. I usually do a thing, and then I wait till after training camp to go game by game, you know, win-loss, win-loss. But I, I did real quick because I got a heads up that we might discuss this. So I'm going to go 53. Okay. Um, that's the number I, I landed on, uh, which, you know, it's crazy to think of an 11-game step back from last season. But I just think priorities mm-hmm. may have shifted a little yeah. bit for this group, and As I'm not mad should. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I had 54. Because it Okay, so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the over under for this season, I think, is fifty two and a half. Well, look at that, fifty two and a half. And so, I I think a little bit more than that. So I I went fifty four, ten ten win differential. I think the like, over. I think, that's I think the over is a good bet. I, I think, think the over is good. Honestly, bet. yes, a hundred percent. If you have not taken that futures bet, it's a uh, plus one hundred five for the over. I bad. think that's a good bet to put some money yeah. on. Well, and for I sure. do agree with the stat-based projections in one manner. I, I do think that because the West has so many good teams, 
that I don't think we're going to see another 60-plus win no. season from any of these we'll teams. cannibalize themselves. Yeah, yeah, so you bring those down, and then maybe you know there's a, a few more close to 50. But uh, 53 is nothing to be – or 54, <clears throat> nothing to be upset about. It'd be a yeah. heck of a season again here in Phoenix. And yet I, I know that we're all on the same page, which is, uh, you know – Damn the the preseason projections for wins. We just all want to get to the postseason yeah. and see them pick up sixteen of them and get the chip. I mean, that's what everybody yeah. wants, and it's so hard to like bring it back and say, "But, but wait, we got an eighty-two game season ahead of us. Let's get excited for that first. Yeah, for sure. I I can't remember a year where we've had so much depth in terms of championship contenders across the board, both both in the East and the West. Typically, you have like one or two on one side, and then you have like eight on the other. Uh, but this year, I feel like there's four or five teams on each side that could that could easily pull off a, a title run, which is going to make this season just that much better. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. It is. Like if you wanted my hot take for the league, that is that uh, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves yep. might have one of the best records in the regular season. Yep. I don't think they're going to win – a championship or contend for a title, but this team, the way they're built and you know, you can look at the jazz with Rudy Gobert and, and maybe make some comparisons with the way that the T wolves are built. But now that Rudy's there, I just think they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season. And they're going to do it both now from a standpoint of the guys they have offensively like Ant-Man and, and uh, D'Angelo and Carl Anthony towns. But then you add the defensive stopper who just changes everything in that paint. So, yeah, that's that's my hot take of, of the league. I think the like T-Wolves might even be a top four team in the West record-wise, and I don't see that a lot. I don't see a lot of people predicting that. There's probably a lot of reasons people aren't predicting that, but I'm going to. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Eldon in the chat brings up a really good point. They said, isn't the takeaway from that chart that ESPN posted that it had the Suns at number one? I think that is a really good takeaway, Alden. I like the way that your brain works with that one. Also, that was um, ESPN. Yeah. And how many of their broadcasters have the Suns even on their lips right now? They're mm -hmm. not even like they, it's almost like they've taken a pack where they don't even want to talk about the yeah. Phoenix Suns right now. And when they're talking about championship contenders, the Suns are never mentioned. And yet their stats people just went and put that thing up yeah. there. Why don't they go take a look at their own stats? <laughs> also, some kind of a bummer news that came out of training camp today, which I wish we had updates for you guys, but if they Availability didn't start till like 150, so we really didn't have the ability to be there and be here at the same time. But Kellen Olson did tweet out that Josh Kogi has been limited in training camp with a left hamstring strain and will be reevaluated in two weeks per Suns. Oh, That's kind of a bummer. Must have been hanging out with Rondell Moore. But um, so we don't get to see the shutdown defense of a Kogi and Bridges teaming up against Australia and the Ad is it the Adelaide 36ers. 36ers? Yeah, yeah, that's. Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Footprint Center. I heard you talking about your app that's got tickets available. Yeah, so yeah. We're looking for. I mean, come on. I, I know it's a team from Australia, but you're with me. Let's just go see some Suns basketball. <laughs> Let's it, get baby. that taste out of our mouths of the last time they were on the floor together. Yeah. And they got new uniforms and stuff to look yeah, at. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And you said on the Game Time app yesterday, didn't you say it was like four bucks? Three. Three? As low as three dollars, yeah, you no guys. Three dollars for an NBA game. Three dollars on the Game Time. Buy your whole neighborhood tickets for crying Seriously. out loud. Absolutely. Also, you know what you could do tomorrow before Sunday's game? You should go to Fort Peaks and do the Haunted Brewery Tour. Because yeah, we did that yesterday. I posted on my Twitter a little video snippet Except of Except they it. only do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, my bad. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> so you could do that on Monday then, after the game. It's so much fun. It was pretty fun. I had a blast. Really Have fun. you ever done the tour? No. 
So all year long, they offer the tour and they give you kind of like the ghost stories, all the history of the building and everything. But in the month of October, they make it a little bit spooky. Well, early September through October, make it a little spooky. And it was so much fun, you guys. There was one point in time that Saul literally was ready to run out of the full-on building. No, I did run. No, I it was run. so funny. I ran to the other side of the group to be behind them in case the exorcist yeah. caught them. I got half of it on video, but after I had to stop recording because never, I was laughing so I've hard. never heard Lindsay laugh so hard it for so long. It was the funniest thing ever. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But it's a ton of fun. If you guys are interested in that kind of thing, I highly recommend you check it out. It's not like a crazy haunted house, right? So... PHX Scotty said, if there's the chainsaw noise, I'm out. It's not to that extent. It's a it's a really cool historic ghost kind of tour with a lot of cool information and a couple jump scares here and there, but nothing that's like Charles crazy. May, may or may not be telling the truth on that one. So. Yeah, Saul hid behind me. Charles was with us. Yeah, and Saul hid behind him for sure. Saul hid behind everybody. Um, Eli said, we need that video. It's on my Twitter. Go look at it. It's short, but it was really funny. Um, also, you should try Four Peaks beer because it's mighty delicious. But you have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Were people drinking on the tour? Yeah, you can mm-hmm. take your beers with Did you. Did you have the fries while you were on the tour? No, no. I no, had, you can't eat while you're before. back there. I heard you, you talking about beer. those things. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's so they're, they're, they're some of the best fries I've ever had in my life. They're <laughs> you crunchy. Be the for them. They're crunchy. They're, they're salty. They're garlicky. Oh, man, they're just so – they're on another level. All right, Four Peaks, here you go. I got, I got your uh, your little hook and, and slogan is already it's, – it's like it handmade is. here. <laughs> Salty fries, S-A-U-L-T-Y fries. Oh. I know they already have a name for them, but we yeah. could change it because you guys should do a show, it's, Sarah. It's, it's called Four Peaks style, but we just call it's them salty. salty. style. Right, let's go. Yeah. The A-U-L. Yeah, Even I love better. it. I love it. I'm down. Let's go. Let's brand it. All right, more burning <laughs> questions. How far will the Suns go in the playoffs? See, this is the one last night that had me being like, should I err on the side of caution as to not be disappointed or should I actually say what I hope? Um, I think they're going to squeeze in as the five seed this year. I know. I, wait, wait, wait. No, no, that doesn't even make sense. I said they were going to win for these six games. There's no way. I couldn't keep a straight they're face. They're not a five, five seed. They'll be, the, they'll be like a two or three seed this year. I don't think they'll be the one seed this year. Okay. Um, they'll be a two or three seed. Um, and I hate to say it, but I feel like they're going to suffer the same fate as they did last year and be eliminated in the second round. Second round out. Second round out. But it'll be much more competitive. I mean, look, we could talk about – so you're saying the, the whole series? The series was competitive. Game seven obviously wasn't. Game six wasn't. And as a matter of fact, neither was game five four, or one and two in the Suns' favor. Yeah, they blew them out. People forget four, all about that. Four of the seven games – every game the Mavs won wasn't competitive. Right. And every game the Suns won basically was not competitive. competitive. Yeah. So, 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 so the whole so series is a series. <laughs> it really is so weird to describe what we saw. And I, even like in the first round against New Orleans, I had to remind myself, I was going back listening to, to the broadcast and remind myself that Book missed three games in that series. You know, yeah. I just totally bl- forgot that he was out for three of those games. You would talk about how well New Orleans played. Well, that was a factor. Oh, yeah, he didn't for sure. Play. Uh, and Mikel Bridges had that amazing game that I forgot all about where yeah. he, he made all his threes, all his free throws, four blocks, stole a bunch game of five, balls. Game five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won that game on his shoulders basically against New Orleans. So I, I will agree with Brian. Brian. I always mess up his name, Brian. Brian, Brian in the chat. Uh, I do believe the Mavs will be a play-in team. How about that? I don't think that they'll a be a top back. six team. I'm not I, I don't. I don't think that they have the manpower beyond Luca to be able to do that on a consistent basis. They got up for Phoenix they for did. seven games. Cool, good for them. But you saw what happened the next round against the Warriors. It just took everything out of them. 
and they couldn't do it. And the Warriors had a great matchup with Draymond and company against Luka to be able to match up with him, and that's what I think the Suns hopefully will take away from that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you take uh, Jalen Brunson out of the mix, mm-hmm. that's a big loss for them. I know mm-hmm. they like Christian Wood, and they're going to fold him in whether he's their sixth man or a starter, but I don't look at that as anything that they've added. I think it's still a loss losing Brunson because I felt like he mattered an awful lot to that team. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I already – it's a spoil. I already spoiled my pick. I think the Suns are winning it this year. I think it's a perfect script. I think if you look at the heartbreak that we all <laughs> suffered – and forget about just this last year in the way it finished, but the finals against Milwaukee – and the fact that they've been a franchise in this league for over 50 years and never hoisted that trophy, it's about darn time. And this season is as good of a chance as any that this team has ever had. Now, you could say that maybe last team, last year's team, because of the way we all got swept up with it, they were coming off of a trip to the finals. They were built to win. They won 64 freaking games in the regular season. You could say that was the better team. But I think when it comes down to it, Monty, through his staff, Book and CP through the whole roster have a singular focus now. And it's got to be for the betterment of setting yourself up for the postseason. They all know this team's good enough to make the postseason. We went a decade without wondering whether there would ever be a team in this arena that's just around the corner from these lovely studios, by the way. Thanks for having me here. It is really nice. Uh, And these nice suede (laughs) seats. Hey, real quick, Uh, shout out more furniture for these awesome seats. Like, and all the furniture here. Really nice. Super comfortable, really well built, beautiful. If you guys are in the market, check them out. They have a fall furniture sale happening at morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Continue. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, I just, you know, I think that I'm always optimistic like you, Lindsay. You talk about not wanting to get disappointed. In the end, everybody but the champion at the end of a season is going to be disappointed if that's really all you care about. Mm -hmm. And if you're a Suns fan, it's probably all you care about because we've seen everything else. So uh, I'm ready to, to watch it all unfold. I'm ready to describe the action to those who can't watch it for the road games. Going to be back on uh, the team playing and traveling with them. I can't wait. It's it's living a dream that I've had since I was very little. Uh, and uh, and yet I get to still be with the Hall of Famer Al McCoy and Tim Kempton at home games. Al's back for season number 51. All these that. things are amazing, by the way. So I'm amped up. That's why I got this juice flowing through. There me. you go. There you go. So I was 50-50 <laughs> between Western Conference Finals or bounced in the first round mm. and i know like i don't like either of those because i want to be full the blown That's john bloom but <laughs> here is this side of me that is so concerned that will be a first round exit and it'll be even more heartbreaking than last season because of that because I, it just it's gonna feel like we're just slowly falling back down that hill i i will say this to to kind of put a spin on that though uh, we talked about hot takes earlier, and we talked a lot about KD in the offseason. I do think the Suns will make a move this time when they need to the most at the trade deadline that will actually move the needle. See, because I'm not fully confident in that I am. right now. I am this year. Because like, I think James Jones looked at what happened last year, and they they they, 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 they rested on their laurels. They were like, okay, we're a good team. We should be able to win it this year. Um, not really factoring in, you know, possible injury. And in back-to-back rounds, you had your star players injured, uh, you know, for whatever was going on with Chris Paul, COVID or quad or whatever, and then book in the first round. Um, you know, you just – you got to account for that. And if, D, and if DA and Mikhail and Cam take the step up that we think that they can, 
you can't let that talent have another great season and not get it rewarded by a championship. Like they have to have another piece that I think they're going to add somehow, some way. It could even be in the next week or two. I don't know. But I think that that's going to happen this year. I really do. Um, hello said if we get SGA for our future grant. I'm ready for Kelly Oubre to come back. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, Hell, I'm no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell <laughs> no. Lizzie, really? Come on. Well, that's why. That, why why do you think about the reaction you got right from me? Your face. You're like, what? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> stop. Like, stop. We all got literally have Kelly. this conversation on Tuesday? Everybody was Saul and Espo. No, 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 no. I love Kelly Oubre. Do not love him as a basketball player on the Suns. Yeah, just not, not looking for him to play on this specific yes, basketball exactly. team. But still have a lot of love for him. Yes. Kind of similar to how I feel about Ricky Rubio. I mean, I think, actually, yeah. if campaign does struggle, Ricky, Ricky wouldn't, wouldn't be, be a bad option. deal. Oh, but, this uh, stuff again. You know, I'm, I'm hoping campaign is the campaign that he yeah. was in the bubble. Same, that, same, I don't know why same. it's like so preposterous to think that that could happen. I, I hope. I hope he does, man. I really hope. Well, because, I think the, the biggest argument that everyone has said is that the league knows him now. They've got him figured out. And that's a huge hurdle that he has He just overcome. seemed like he was playing too fast for himself last year. Like, he just didn't trust himself as much as he did the year before for whatever reason. Like, And that's kind of the same thing that's happened Land Landry Shamit. I, I don't like – it's not that I don't like Landry Shamit. It's just that I don't like watching him play because I feel like he speeds himself up way too much in the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, slow – the F down, the please. Balance, like, yeah, you know, and even his, I think he's he, gonna be better. Even his jump shot and his release was just so damn fast. And I was like, you just need to just take a beat, take mm -hmm. a beat, you'll be all right. And if he does that, he might go back to. I mean, everybody says, oh, if he was the same player he was with the Nets or the the Clippers, I was like, he was kind of average then too. Like he was, but I went back last season. Uh, just to, I, I know we this isn't the Landry episode, but we're yeah. I, I went back last season to now. look at it is now <laughs> to to look at film of him playing with the Nets, Sixers, Clippers, and uh, he was a different guy. You didn't see that kind of like where he'd he'd catch the ball and almost already be fading mm -hmm. before he mm -hmm. released. Right? Yeah, it yeah. just wasn't a natural motion. I and if you go back and look at some of the highlights, you might see the same thing I did. That was again part of the whole evaluation process and why I have expectations for him. But when it comes back to you know campaign, look that's that's a key element for this team. And yeah. Saul, you might be right. If we get to the trade deadline and it doesn't seem like he is that guy. They might have to go get that guy, whoever that guy mm -hmm. happens to be. Yeah, for sure. SGA. <clears throat> okay, so you guys already kind of touched on this one, so we don't have to spend too much time on it because I think I know the answers based on what you said about the Mavs just a second ago. But the burning question was, who's the bigger threat to the Suns, Denver or Dallas? Oh, Denver. Uh, Dallas isn't. I, I don't care what they did to us last year. I don't care at all. Like, I, I think the Suns were, you know, smelling their own farts last year, and they, you know, they obviously paid the price for it. I don't think that happens again this year. Um, and I'm just, I'm always going to hate Luca because he's a hoe. <laughs> uh, you know what? The thing that's really pissed me off about Maverick Nation or whatever the heck you guys want to call yourselves is how high on their horse they got mm. after that win. Like, they knew we were kind of imploding it was a partial of Luca dominating and the Suns just, mm -hmm. you know. And so Maybe for them to, to like strut the way they have in this offseason, what'd you win, Mavs? Did I miss it? Did you win something? <laughs> yeah, I know they beat the Suns, but come on, man. So I'm kind of hoping that they show that to the Suns early 
in that our guys can just punk them every time they may they meet them. Game whether one. it's in the regular season, game right? One. Started right out. The you gates. think game one isn't going to be brutal? I hope <laughs> they will. Be. There's going to be a lot do. of feelings. Oh for that man, game. there are some feelings for yeah. sure. And and like I said, I think part of it's because of what I'm hearing from Dallas. Like they were talking so much yeah, trash. They broadcasters. Still are. I mean, broadcasters don't talk trash. Assistant coaches, all these people, like just really yeah. upping themselves and feeling it no, that they should. beat a, a hurting. Phoenix, you should you should have seen the chat. And hey, to to the Mavs fans credit, I will give them credit. A lot of them have joined our show and stuck because they just enjoy our show because we're fucking good. They think they Um, are. No, no, because they 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 genuinely like a good basketball show. You guys put on a good show, Uh, and so uh, so which is cool. I, I I don't hate that, and but just know the Mavs slander will always be here. I don't care what happened last year. This is a new season, and we will beat that ass in game one. I promise you that will happen. It's. I think if there's a rival, it's this one now, um, regardless of what happens basketball-wise, just because the fan bases are at each other's necks 24-7. Yeah. Um, Which but- is crazy that that gets the Mavs – when you know the Nuggets certainly could be that fan base after yeah. they got absolutely punked, including getting oh, absolutely well, beat up in their it, own stance. If you ever get a chance, go back and watch the day after the Suns get eliminated. Go to DNVR and watch their show. They are dancing <laughs> on the sure. Suns' graves with shades. It was so funny though. I, I, yeah, I laughed it's about all it. good fun because they got swept. But Jamal Murray coming back to me is a big story that it I don't is. think mm-hmm. is being talked about that much. I like Jamal Murray a lot, and I'm hopeful that he's going to make a big impact for them. But I don't think Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is necessarily poised to make as much of an impact. And people aren't necessarily talking about him as much as they are Jamal, which is appropriate. Uh, and we'll see how they play uh, as a group. They brought in some other guys that are new. Uh, and so I think they're going to have a little bit of a tweak with the Joker, obviously still man in the middle. So they're, to me, they're a much bigger threat than Dallas. I'm with you, so. Eldon in the chat said, Suns all had COVID for game six and seven, but can't admit it because they get in trouble. Only reason Dallas stood a chance. Uh, I will retweet that one and take this opportunity to remind you that COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Thank you for the assist. Before we let you go, John, obviously you like the seats that we're sitting in from more furniture, as Lindsay had mentioned earlier, more furniture com. That's more without an E. M O R. Uh, they hooked us all up. It's beautiful in here. It's gorgeous. Hopefully, uh, you enjoy yourself. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me I get to take one. Uh, no, oh, sorry. Just no, but sorry. you can sorry. come back is. literally anytime you want. Yes, Thank you. you will sure. have any, for sure. like an open invitation. I love that I got like through. a video telling me how to find you. It was great. <laughs> like yeah. this is like something that should happen more. That people should be like <laughs> texting videos when you go it to these should. tricky like, office complexes. Tell me, tell. I don't know if I'm crazy, and I know this is a meme, so I'm not the only one. Do you get anxiety when you're going to a new location and you can't figure out the parking situation? Like yeah. you don't know it ahead so of time. My first interview. Yeah. My first interview at, at at Fox Sports Arizona, um, right down here. There, yeah. Um, I could not find it, and I just walked around and around and around, and finally something caught my eye, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." It was just yeah, I I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. For yep, sure. same thing. I had my first interview out of college in Detroit, and the radio station that I was going to work at was in a garage in an alley. 
I had no chance. I was walking back and forth in this alley in downtown Detroit. And if it wasn't for this dude, I went to school with poking his head out just to get a fresh <laughs> breath of fresh air. He's like, what the heck are you doing here? I'm like, I have my interview. Is this the station? It was a garage. I wasn't expecting that. But That's yeah, no, you're right. I think it's nice to get a heads up. And as far as uh, this is concerned, uh, thank you for having me. I will come well, back. Wait, if before, you'll have me. before you leave. We have one more thing. Okay. Two, two more things. Yeah, Everyone hang tight because we got a cameo with EJ here for you in just a second. But the final burning question, what's your favorite futures bet to place this season? What are you guys putting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? I know we all agreed we're taking the over, over. on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, but anything else? We've got Mikhail maybe... Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, I like that one. That one Belgium is... Belgium to win the World Cup. I mean, does that count? Yeah, there you go. Mikhail Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year, is a plus 1,500 right yeah, now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, All-NBA team, Devin is a plus 350. That was one I was kind of looking at. I also like this. This is cool. I don't know if we saw this last year, um, but exact season wins. So it's like... 52 to 55 is plus 265. So if you have an exact number in mind, you can also throw an extra little penny down on this too. And it gives you like, I think it's three games kind of in between three three numbers there um, that you guys can hit on. So awesome. there's quite a few good ones over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you have not downloaded it, download it now and do it soon because right now they're offering new customers who sign up with the, po- with the code PHNX an opportunity to get $200 in free bets. So all you have to do for this opportunity is place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win. And if they do, those $200 in free bets are yours, delivered right into your account. Before we move on, you got to follow John Bloom. If you don't listen to him on the radio, you should. I don't know why you're not. Yeah. Uh, Because Al McCoy doesn't do every single game. So, John, you fill in for for a lot of those. And sometimes he fills in on uh, Bally Sports from time to time as well. So. Yeah, put the ugly mug on TV once in a while because <laughs> yeah. they got K-Ray doing Dallas Cowboys games. So we do a little dance, and Tom Leander moves into his seat. I go. move into Tom Leander's seat. And the fun part about it is I'm, I'm on a – you know, stage, you know these guys. You worked with them at Bally and you worked with them at the Suns. But, you know, you're doing shows with guys like Tom Chambers and Eddie Johnson. And once in a while, I'll just flash back to my youth yeah. when I would be screaming at them on my TV set, mm-hmm. yelling at them to make the shot or drive the lane <laughs> or do whatever I wanted them to do as a little kid. So yeah. I do go back there in my head. If you're ever watching me on the set with them, maybe you'll see it happen. That's when I stumble or something <laughs> and I take a second to come up with what I'm going to say. Usually that's not a problem, as you could probably tell. I do have to do a disclaimer though about DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But thank you so much, Bloomer, for coming on. As always, we love having you. Always good to see you here. I'm um, hanging out with us, and we're excited to hear you this upcoming season on all the Suns games. Make sure you guys check it out. But don't go anywhere because right now you're going to hear from EJ. I'm here with the one, the only Eddie Johnson. Eddie, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. Yeah. I mean, my vacation's over. <laughs> What'd you do? What'd I, you I do enjoyed. in the off season? Uh, I traveled, man. I just go on golf trips. Okay. All you right. know about getting beat at golf because I've yeah, done that come to you, on, man. Always. But <laughs> just go on golf trips, man. Then obviously hang out with the family, uh, and obviously my radio show, SiriusXM NBA Radio, NBA Today Show. Uh, we still do it five days a week during the off season, but we get a lot of days off. Okay. And then I get a chance to host because my crazy co-host, you know, goes on vacation. <laughs> so I get a chance to show that I could host there the radio go. show. Right. So that's always fun. But that's it, man. I'm just having a good time. Nice and chill. What's the best course you went to this off season? Man, it, up in Salt Lake City. 
Uh, and I've been to Salt Lake City so many times, right? But always just hotel to the game. Never really ventured out in the city. And it's a place called Thanksgiving. That's the name of the golf course. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now they got some other great ones too. Soldier Hollow I played. That was tremendous. Mountain Dale was a very difficult course. But Thanksgiving, if you ever go up there, man. I stayed in Park City too, and we just ventured out and went and played golf. Man, that course was unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I've been on the record saying that Salt Lake City is one of the worst cities in the history of Be anything. You're a beautiful city, though. It really no, it's, is. It, you got to venture out and see it's it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But, I mean, when everything shuts down at 8 o'clock, it ain't for me. Well, that's because you got to get, like, you have to join a club to get a drink. <laughs> that's the problem. How <laughs> don't you put it where it is? <laughs> well, hey, you know, obviously the, the Suns uh, have had a, a quite an interesting offseason, to put it <laughs> lightly. Uh, you don't think it was really all that big of a deal in, in my conversations with you off camera, obviously. Mm -hmm. What what what's the biggest thing you think people people might be blowing out of proportion a little bit? Well, I mean, and you were talking about in regards to the basketball yeah. team, obviously. Yeah. Uh, just the relationships internally amongst coaches and players, they need to understand, man. They have no idea how combustible it is to be in an NBA locker room, mm. uh, and that's where your leaders come into play. Uh, that's when your great coaching comes into play upper management, uh, they all get involved and they squelch it. Like, it's divorces that almost happen in NBA locker rooms every day. Jeez. But then they make up. Yeah. Because of the combustion of playing a very physical sport, a very command, something that's very commanding. And now you got to go home, you're dealing with family stuff, you might have personal struggles, you might be having your own struggles on the court. Just a lot of different things that go on. And, but we've always, as athletes, been able to work our way out of it in mm -hmm. due time. And a lot of times people hear something and they say, oh, oh, it's over. Oh, it's not going to work. S similar to KD wanting to get traded. And everybody thought KD would get traded the next day. Yeah. But what about Sean Marks? You think Sean Marks is going to do that the next day? Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Sort of like our team going to be sold. Well, it's not going to be sold in two days. Yeah. And so relationships take time. Fortunately, what happens is you're in that environment, you're being paid to be there, and you find a way to work it out. So it's it's really nothing that I would totally concern myself with uh, in that regard. The compartmentalization of of the athlete it's himself or herself I think is very underrated. We like mm -hmm. once you get between the lines, you don't really care what's going on outside. Um, I've been on the record saying that I didn't think that the money DA stuff was really that big of a deal. I didn't think that the players, you know, the players might might hear and see and empathize with what was going on behind the scenes within the organization, um, you know, with the Sarver stuff. But when they get between the lines, th there is no effect. They just go. They, they they're 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 a one track mind almost out there on the court. Would you agree with that? We're professionals. Yeah. And we know that we have a job to do. We've been groomed since middle school and being regimented and then being motivated, led, and you have no choice. Yeah. Like when you're an athlete, you have no choice. Like you're gonna do what the coach says or he's not gonna give you the thing that you very much desire and that's minutes. Yeah. So that's why we're controlled. And yeah, we can be upset, we can be mad, 
But when the game starts, you shake it off. Yeah. And it's a learned experience. It's not that's why you take up the game when you're younger. And that's why you'll see some guys struggle with it that maybe started in the game later. Or you'll see guys struggle with it that get to the league too soon. They leave college after the first year and they don't understand discipline and they've always been around yes men, you know, yes this, yes that, never know, and they struggle. Uh so yeah, it's work. That's why I say a coach, a coaching job and a GM job is very difficult, man. It's not easy. It's not all fun games. And it's fires that you have every day. You put out a fire here, it's another one started over here. Case in point, Cam Johnson probably wanted more playing time. Maybe he wanted to start. I'm not saying Cam did, but I'm just giving you an example. Okay, well, if that's the case, okay, Cam, you know what? We're probably going to start you. It's your time. You play very well. You should have been sixth man of the year last year in our in our thought process because you had a tremendous record. Okay, but this year we're going to go there. Okay, Jay, you know, we're probably going to play you in a different role this year, and we'll probably have to bring you off the bench. So over here was a fire with Cam. Now it's a fire over here with Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, you can't win. And that's why it's very difficult, man. But you just have to be true to yourself. And and I think the Suns made a, a the right decision. Cam Johnson should be starting. He's, you know, he's he's waited long enough. And I think he is a more talented player now. He's got to prove it. Before we let you go, uh, you know, we've we've been talking about this team is only going to go as high as Cam, Mikhail, and Da take it. Do you do you agree? Disagree? And why? I agree. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Devin. You know what you're going to get from Chris. Uh, but those three guys, they have to continue to evolve and and not be like – I don't, and I don't think they are. I mean, they're very hardworking kids. Don't be content. Uh, and the key guy in it all is DeAndre. Uh, he has to take that next step. I think he showed me something in the New Orleans series that really impressed me. And during the telecast, I kept saying it. I mean – it's hard to get your shot over Valanciunas. He's one. Of the, he's the strongest guy in the league, probably. Uh, he's seven foot tall, and he's massive. You can't get around him. And DeAndre was turning around, shooting turnaround jumpers in his grill. And normally, what I do because I was like that, you know, as an offensive player, I'm busting somebody up, right? Like I would do you if he was guarding me right now. <laughs> the one thing I'm looking at is your reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at what I'm doing to you, how you're reacting. Then it tells me I'm here. Okay. And I watched Valanchunas when DeAndre was making shots. And he was like looking over at Willie Green. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know if DeAndre saw that. But, like, that's what you want. Mm. Got him. And he has the ability to do that at a high level, man. And this is his time. He's securing out his deal. Uh, if he wants more touches, tell Devin Booker to throw him the damn ball. <laughs> Look, dude, I mean, man, I don't I don't know how many big men threatened to kick my butt if I didn't throw him the ball. Yeah. I yeah. mean, throw me the ball, man. And That's you why know Shaq what? and Kobe hated, hated each and other. And you know so much. what? But you know what Devin will do? Devin, like, okay, all right. Okay, you're growing up. I got you. You're not going to fight him. Yeah. Because Devin tells people to throw him the damn ball. Yeah. That's his language. And so that's that's the next step for DeAndre is to like command. There you go. And if he commands, then, you know, then they will start to acquiesce. 
but you can't be sitting over there pouting and hoping that they give it to you. No, you got to make them give it to you. Yeah. All right. Well, perfectly said. My man EJ right here, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, I made, I'm sorry. I made this podcast look <laughs> really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Time to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you later.